Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ed and Bob Show, number 52. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. And you. Me too? Yeah, you, Bob. Come on, you're embarrassing me. Good morning, Bob. When the band began to play, the stars were shining bright. But now... The milkman. Oh man. Good morning. Good morning. Sunbeam was Good morning. Good morning to you and you and you and you. Hey, we're glad to be here. I'm Ed. I'm Bob Thomas. I, was, I thought maybe I was Ed for a second. The Ed and Bob Show. He's Ed. I'm Bob. Uh, we get confused from time to time because people come up to me. People come up to you and say, "Call you Bob." They call me. They'll say. Yeah. Um, They'll say, yeah. hey, Thomas, or they'll say, hey, Ed. Yeah. And I said, well, okay, I get it. And they'll start apologizing. I'll say, well, you know, I understand. I get it. You're kind of associating with us uh, together. And, but they don't do it to you, huh? Everybody oh, no, knows actually, you. Actually, yesterday, uh, uh, yesterday, Mr. Hoffer said, uh, Bob, I'm going to take you to lunch. <laughs> I said, hey, hey I got to get the lunch. take you to lunch. <laughs> Oh, man, we're glad you're here. This is the Ed and Bob Show. We're so glad you're here. We're going to have 30 minutes of fun, entertainment, some information. Hopefully uh, you'll enjoy it and you'll come back many times if it's the first time. This is our 52nd show, so we're really tickled that you're here. Uh, Ed Brantley's over there, and he's going to tell you what's coming up this half hour. Coming up, we're going to talk about the Postal Service, and I'm Mm. looking forward to this. Oh, They get a lot of grief, and um, we're going to get into that a little bit. Plus, we've got our, our mailbox and uh, we have complaints. Mm-hmm. I've got a good one. Mm, I look forward to that. All right, but let's get into some news right now. Do you have any news for us you'd like to discuss? Well, you know, at this time of year, there's a lot of weddings. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But fake diamonds are everywhere. Fake? Fake. Not all diamond sellers have sparkling reputations. So if you buy a diamond online, forget it. Really? You're probably getting a piece of glass. Is do you do you think men buy diamonds and know they're not real and give it to women? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then some of them get think they're real and they give them to them too and they're not. Wow. But so you can if you buy them, how do you really avoid there are jewelers, there's stores, mortar stores, jewelers calling glittery wares like and they call it eco-friendly or sustainable diamonds. Mm. That's fake. They're simulated diamonds, lab-created. So it, they look like diamonds, but they're not diamonds. You know, it's so, the whole diamond industry is kind of crazy anyway. Yeah, but wedding season's here, and, you know, and, and a lot of people... And I've seen a lot of, you know, my daughter gets a lot of texts with people showing them their diamonds and yeah, all of that yeah, and yeah. rings and things, but... But, uh, but you know, mine diamonds are the traditional stones dug out of the ground, while lab-created diamonds have the same chemical and physical attributes as mine diamonds, but they're made in a laboratory using carbon, heat, and pressure. Now, you may not think that's any big deal, but if you, you know, if that's a lifetime diamond, they'll break. They will. They'll break. <coughs> Excuse me. Do you- do you think uh, we'll ever get past to where you can't get married unless you've given a woman a, a diamond ring? <laughs> I mean, have you ever heard of a woman not getting a diamond ring of some sort, no matter how small it may be, before they got married? 
Do you think it'll ever change? Well, I hope so. When, you know. Where the heck did that tradition start? The diamond makers? Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, not makers, no, but the, the diamond. The beers, the beers, the diamond, largest diamond wholesaler in the world. I tell you what, if, it, you, if you could get somebody that could possibly change the industry to where it wasn't a diamond you got for engagement, they could make a lot of money. Yeah. Well, it's very, it's almost impossible for a layperson, that'd be somebody who does not in the industry, to, yeah. to tell the difference between a lab grown and a mined diamond. And, and a lot of times they say these diamonds are not, these, these are legal diamonds, which means they're not coming from mm-hmm. someplace in Africa or something. But that's not what they want. You know, you want the real thing. Don't waste your money on that because they'll charge you just as much for one that's not, not the real thing. Are diamonds really worth what people pay for them? No. The is diamonds it, are such a large ticket items that make scams all the more upsetting to victims. Is so. it just a status thing? Yes. I tell you, know, I mean, it, it's <clears throat> most men are guilted into giving diamonds to women mm-hmm. to prove themselves, if you will, or to you know make them above everybody else. I mean, men mm-hmm. have bought women jewelry for years mm-hmm. to outmaneuver other men. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, you true. can date him, but I can buy you this. Well, the, I, I, how do you, I don't know how you cover your butt to figure out what's worth money and what's not. And you don't know who's who's the right person. There's so many jewelry stores, and on and online they're selling thousands and thousands of diamond rings online. I mean, you can Google diamond mm-hmm. solitaire engagement rings, and you'll find some, and they'll look great. And, and so I don't know. I met a guy. Uh, he was my son's soccer coach in California when we were out there. And he owned five uh, jewelry stores, but all they did, their thing was, uh, they were the engage, diamond engagement ring store mm-hmm. it, from California all the way up to Washington, to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And that's all they did. And he, he, made it, he made a lot of money. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you how you could make a lot of money on that. I thought of an advertising idea on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the no say, oh, say, the say no guarantee. If you buy your engagement ring from us and you present it to her and she says no, we'll take it back and give you all your money. Say no no guarantee. It's a guarantee, buddy. You're good. If she says no, you bring that sucker back. Well, you know what that would you know what that would do? It'd make you want to buy a bigger ring. Yeah, probably. That's that's, that's fantastic. I love that. All right, we got to move along and get into some questions. And uh, you and I both have one. You get to kick it off. All right. My question is... Well, that's scribbling. I don't even know if I can understand. You want me to do you? Yeah, I want to tell you what it is. No, I want to tell you. you Go ahead. you're, You're running for Knoxville City Council. I am. Okay. And so... The the election is when? Well, the uh, first the the first the primary will be August twenty seventh. Are you running in a special district? There are three at larges, and I'm one of the at large. So you would represent the entire city? Yes, just so like the entire city can vote for you. Yes, well, you and I when we ran, we were in the entire county, two mm-hmm. at large on uh, county commission. This is the same thing, only on city council. Okay. Why do you want to be on city council? You know, I th- here's the thing. I've lived in Knoxville, almost in my city of Knoxville, almost all my life, except for the brief time we were in California. Uh, I, my dad had a business in the city of Knoxville. Uh, I've been involved in so many nonprofits in the city. I had uh, when I had the Knoxville Cherokees, it was in the city. I know every square inch of the Civic Coliseum. I have strong opinions on that and what we should do with the downtown area. My 
my grandchildren live in the city of Knoxville. I just, I want this to be a great place. I want it to be a great place, but I just, some of the things and the decisions they make, I think we've got to um, make better decisions. I'm a little concerned about the finances of the city of Knoxville, and I, I want us to, to, as we move forward, let's make good decisions. It has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with me. I don't need anything. I just want, I'm willing to put the time in to make a difference. So, I don't know, I don't know if it sounds like a politician, but I really just care. Are you a Republican or a Democrat, or does it make any difference? Well, you know, I'm a Republican, but I would, I'm very conservative, and, and uh, I want us to, you know, we need to watch our money. Don't buy stuff you can't afford. Boy, did it. My dad, my dad used to tell me, if you can't pay for it with cash, don't buy it. And I, I, I know it's impossible to do that completely in your life, but I think as much as you can stay true to that is a good thing. And I think governments need to follow the same thing. Quit overspending. Do you think our city government is overly balanced liberal? No question. Yeah. No question. They really are. And, 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 and I, I, I kind of feel like in the last eight years, the city council didn't speak up enough. You know, I mean, it needs to be a balance. Every mayor, every mayor should want your legislative part to have a voice and to speak up. And because you can find good compromises along the way, but it can't be one sided. And sometimes I think in our city governments and maybe even the county as well, you've seen where it was just the mayor and that was it. And it should be a good complement of both. All right. What's your question? Okay. Here's my question, Ed. And this is kind of crazy. Because uh, I, I, well, coupons. Do you use coupons? Do you ever use? You know, them? this this just irks me. It irks me because You're I irked? got. Yeah, I'm irked. <laughs> I got a coupon in the mail. Yeah. For seven ninety nine haircut. Okay. At, okay. At, what, what was the place? Uh, some haircut. Supercuts or something. No, it wasn't supercuts. It was great. So they, they say great for, clips. for this coupon, for, you can get a haircut for seven ninety nine. Yeah, great clips. Okay. And so I go to great clips. Yeah. Forgot the coupon. It was eleven dollars. So they wouldn't honor no, it. They would not honor no. it. Even you, you look honest, and you yeah. said, "I got it at home." I got it at home. You know what? And I've always been. A true I don't customer. think so. You get yeah, a coupon. Eleven dollars. Who'd you get a coupon from, buddy? Well, you know, and and my wife used to tear out coupons in the mm-hmm. Sunday paper, but yeah, yeah, but she doesn't do that. Anymore. Women love it. You know, yeah. I, I learned a long time ago. There was a, a back in the eighties. I uh, Jim Dick. Mr. Dick, God love him. You and I worked for him for a long time. He had me running the Tennessee Theater for two or three years. So uh, I dealt with Bob Frost a lot, and we put movies and things in the Tennessee Theater. And Bob Frost taught me, he said, Bob, always have a coupon because it is a psychological thing. When we, And he said it, and ladies, don't get mad at me, but he said women... Their mentality is, if I don't use that coupon, I lost that money. <laughs> and he would say, put a 2 or $3 coupon in the paper. And if they, they feel like if they don't use it, they've lost that money. Even though they don't want to go to the show, yeah. they must get that coupon well, and save that money. Well, you're right. We've got a, 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 a couple that's friends of ours, and we go out to eat. And we only go to eat where she has a coupon. <laughs> And she and she'll take she'll bring two she'll oh, give, she'll give me a coupon Ed, and she's got a coupon. I can't do that. I don't. I don't ever. I'm not a couponer. I don't think. Are you? Are do you like to use them? No, I don't have them. I, well, I forget them. 
Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I just don't. I don't care for them. I don't like them. And although I know every business nowadays, it's figured into their financial plan. So I should use them, but it's just that I, I feel. I feel creepy. Well, they, they don't they don't do it. They do it to try to get you to be more of a loyal customer and to use their right. products. But right. why don't they do coupons? Send me a coupon on my iPhone. Yeah. And then I can say, here it is. Look. You well, know? they say coupons. I was looking down through here. They say it's uh, to encourage the consumer to tr- try a product or service they've never used. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better about maybe using them. But they figured in, into their cost of what it costs to get a new customer which i never thought about really well and i've been in the grocery store where a lady had coupons and she had she had them all filed mm-hmm. i mean there's a filing cabinet in her cart right she didn't pay anything for groceries as a matter of fact they paid her she Isn't got so much back she got a she got a whole cart full of groceries <laughs> used coupons for nothing and the store paid her money you're kidding no, me she didn't pay a dime isn't there a lady that's like in the local paper or local website or something yeah. called coupon katie or something where uh, she tells you is that her <laughs> oh my god well you know hey god bless anybody who wants to put all the work in i just yeah. can't do it we got to move along and tell everybody what the topic of the day is well we're going to talk about the postal service mm-hmm. god bless them do we need them could we live without them i don't think so um but anyway we'll talk about that and talk about postage rates and the all those good things, and then we're going to talk about uh, the mailbox. We got a lot of things left to go. All right. Well, well, you got a sponsor today you like do. to talk about? Yeah. Who is it? Gentry Griffey Funeral Home out in Fountain City. Mm. They operate the only on-site crematory in Knox County. You know, you know, that's becoming one of the most popular ways for a funeral is to be cremated. Because it's so less expensive, people are really starting to use this. I mean, lots of people. And there are a lot of companies coming out about that. But Gentry Griffery operates the only site on-site crematory in Knox County, and that ensures that your loved one never leaves their care. It allows them to keep cremation options affordable for you, too. So you can lock in today's prices to protect from inflation on your funeral arrangements. Most pre-arrangements are transferable, too, should you move or need to transfer plans. Their website, GentryGriffey.com, has a lot of valuable information, including several affordable packages. They're just a phone call away. Here's the number if you can get it, 865-689-4481. There you go. All right, topic of the day today, the United States Postal Service. Boy, you know, this is a hot potato people like to throw around for a long time. A lot of people say, well, the Postal Service, we don't need it. Because it's just it's it's a drain on on our taxpayer money. Other people say it is the backbone of America. It, it without the postal service and people being able to contact each other, it's kind of like the roads that we have across America. Most countries don't have the the ability to tr- to drive and and get around all over the, the country like we can in America, and the Postal Service is the backbone of that kind of thing, of being able to stay in contact with each other. So, 
we got some pros and cons here, Ed. You got one. Ed, you got some stuff in there well, that you want to get into. There's something that I, I honestly did not realize this. Or What's if that? I, if I did, I forgot it. Mm-hmm. The government doesn't give the postal service any money. What? They I thought they were spending our taxpayer no, money. They don't use any taxpayer money. Really? No. There's. They're all self-efficient. Of course, that means that they're not doing very well <laughs> because they have so many operating expenses. Yeah. But they're they're really way behind, and they're going to need some help. But I'm telling you, our postal service is the best in the world. Imagine wow. Wow. you can send you can send, and we take this for granted now these days. But you can take a letter, and for fifty five cents, you can send it to someone all the way across the country or in Alaska, and it will get there in a couple of days. That's inexpensive. It's really amazing that you can it do is. that if you think about it. It is, you know, because. There's a lot of countries that you can't do anything like that. They, 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 when they re, kind of reorganize the USPS, the Postal Service shall have its basic function of the obligation to provide postal services to bind the nation together through the personal, educational, literary, and business correspondence of the people. That was originally it, but, but I'm going to do some pros and cons here. Okay. There's email, Ed. There's email. There's faxes. Uh, we don't need to send letters around. We don't need that. Oh, Nobody no, 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 uses no, no, no. it. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, no, no. Email, email is one of the most impersonal things in the world. I hate emails. I mean, I don't hate them, but that's a <laughs> terrible way to talk to someone because they always misinterpret it because it's just a few words. A personal letter written comes from your heart, and it means so much more. My mother, she loves to write letters, and she loves to receive me, but it's only a note. The one thing I really realized with you, Bob, that you did when we were on, on commission, which I never did, by the way, but you mm-hmm. did, but you would write thank you notes. You had boxes of those things, the yeah, cards. You'd write them every day to people. I didn't know you knew that. <laughs> I, I, I would write uh, yeah. 10 notes a day. Yeah. So, I mean, 50. It's nice to see you at lunch today, da, da, da. And that means so much more. You 50 know, really people does. a week would get a note from me. Mm-hmm. And they, they, if they're listening, they know they got them out there. And I thought it was important, and I thought it was something special. But um, maybe some people don't feel that way. Here's another con to the Postal Service. For five years, the agency's flirted with insolvency. It has $15 billion in debt. Its 140,000 vehicle fleet is two decades old, needs to be replaced. They have not contributed anything to their $50 billion in unfunded health care obligations. Um, they have hundreds of thousands of em- retired employees that they've never replaced. What do you think about that? Well, that's probably true, but, you know, they're, they're the one thing that, the whole United States depends on the Postal Service, and it just amazes me that the United States can supplement TVA and things like that, but it won't help the Postal Service. Mm. It just doesn't make any sense. But the Postal Service employs more than 100,000 military veterans. Mm-hmm. That's very, very true. And, and you know, it, it's just, I think they do so well with what they have, and and uh, and the people are very nice and you know what I think about uh, Postal Service, What one of the biggest things they do, which is not necessarily their beginning uh, target of what they were trying to do. They are sometimes the only person that somebody in America will see over the course of a week or maybe a go. month. There you go. When they deliver the mail, does it... 
how many people out there, elderly people, uh, or just people are there at home, they're maybe handicapped or whatever, that's the only person mm-hmm. they will see in an entire week's time is the Postal Service. And it's almost a sense of checking on people, and it's the human connection you get that keeps us all really alive. Well, my dog loves it because the Postal Service <laughs> brings her a, a cracker every day that they come by. I love that. And it's just the sweetest thing. I mean, it's so nice. And, that, I mean, that's that's a nice way to do business, you know, but they're so dependable, too. They're the only organization in the in the country that has the resources, network infrastructure, and, and are capable to regularly deliver to every residential and commercial business in the United States. It's amazing. You know, they they have the nation's largest one-day food drive. You know, when you get that thing, you fill it up. The bag, yeah. Yeah. You know, so is is your mailman the same person every day, mail person? Mm -hmm. And so do you know their name? Do you talk to them? My wife knows Iris' Iris' name, but she's there more to to see. Yeah, I don't know his name, but he's a great, he, he knows mine. He says, hey, Ed, how's it going? <laughs> I will know his name. I can promise you that. After this, yeah. yeah. Well, so do we need the mail service? Yes. I talked to a person that was a postmaster, and he said that, because um, I asked him, I said, we're going to stop Saturday delivery. He said, Bob, we can't we can't get the mail out that we have now in, in six days. How are we going to cut it to five? Well, I saw a mail person on on Sunday, mm-hmm. and it wasn't my regular mail person, but she came by the house, and, and I said, so you work on seven days a week now? And she said, oh, no. She said, the seventh day is Amazon. Oh, that's Amazon, right. Yeah, Amazon that's right. pays the mail service to deliver on Sundays. That's right. Mm-hmm. They, uh, what was this? It says UPS and FedEx pay the Postal Service to deliver hundreds of millions of their ground packages, and in, in the... Other side, USPS pays UPS and FedEx for air transportation. Well, my, so let's get down to the nitty-gritty. So the Postal Service, I'm going to ask you questions, Ed. Do we need the Postal Service? Yes. Do we need it five days a week? Yes. Do we need it six days a week? Yes. We need it every day. Do we really? I love to go to the mailbox. <laughs> I didn't ask you what you like to do. <laughs> do we need it? <laughs> now, I don't read everything. I know some people... That will read every, my mother-in-law, she gets something and she'll read every word. And then she'll say, should I contribute to that? Mm. But, I mean, every word. But, you know, I, I I would say we could probably drop Saturday and Sunday and do all of that. Okay. But but I think- of, of all mail service, of all mail service, 50% of it is advertising. Yeah. Do you know that? Book. Only 5% is personal mail of me writing you. Hey, Ed, really enjoyed well, doing the podcast do with people you. People don't do it anymore. If people would do that, it would they'd be a lot more profitable. So now listen, you're running for office. When you when you run out to stick your, I mean, you, when you buy those little inserts that go oh, out to the mailboxes. That's expensive, yeah. They're expensive? Oh, God. That's the most expensive form of advertising there is known to man. Really? Oh, gosh. Mm. You you do a mailer or something, you're looking at twenty thirty thousand dollars 30000 It's crazy. Yeah. All right, let's go. We got to move along here. We uh, that was our topic of the day. That was our gut feeling. Let us know what you think. You know what we got next? We've got Ed telling us what's coming up. And we've got the mailbox and complaints that are coming up here and we've got a lot of good things to talk about including 
Bob's sponsor of the day. Yeah, Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies. Boy, Ed and I were up recently going to the Fireflies in the super secret place where we go. And we did visit the Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies while we were up there. You know, Ripley's has so many different entertainment options up there. They have their Believe It or Not. They've got the Moving Theater, the Haunted uh, Adventure, the Mirror Maze, so many other things. And uh, then, of course, the aquarium. That's one of the biggest... Uh, you said it was number one in the country? Yeah, Travel Advisor says it's the best in the country. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. They have the Shark Lagoon. They have the penguin. Uh, the penguins there. We had a great time around the penguins. Stingray Bay uh, Dive. They have the Coral Reef Dive. They've got uh, the mermaids. Ed and I love to go and sit. I didn't even see yeah, it. There's, there's no said, mermaids. I did said, not see one mermaid. You said, Bob, I love those mermaids. I kept looking for them. I thought, they, where are they? They started oh, they on, on uh, Memorial Day. Oh, the mermaids. mermaids. You love the mermaids. I, I know you. Yeah. All right. So anyway, um, but it's a lot of fun. It's. Uh, gosh, I'm going so go to go back and see the mermaids. That, that, was, that was a lot of fun when we were up there. And you got to walk through this tunnel kind of thing where the, the sharks and everything's they're swimming over you, you around you. It's a, it's a, you don't have to walk. Oh, well, that's true. It's a, yeah, it's a little conveyor belt yeah, kind conveyor of thing. Belt. That was really cool. And the kids can go over there and get him. They, they crawl down, and they come up, and they're in the middle of the penguins, and the penguins are staring at them going, what are you doing over here? <laughs> <laughs> and the fish and everything. It's a lot of fun. So when you go to the Smokies, go to Gatlinburg. Visit Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies or one of their other attractions. You'll really have a good time. All right, Ed, open up the mailbox. All right, here we go. Open it up. How does that come in by email? That we yeah, no, oh, I it's a you print just, it up. I just do that for sound effects. Oh, okay. Make pay people think I'm doing <laughs> something. You know? All right, Will from Holston Hills. Do you guys like to sing karaoke? Ooh, What's your favorite song to sing. Are you Bob? a karaoke singer, Ed? Uh, no, but I've done it in the shower, and I've done it. Uh... You don't go on like a cruise or go no, to some place no, no, and they, no, no, they no. say we're going to do a karaoke here, no, right? No, no. What do you want? You to know, there, there are some bars and clubs and things, and that's their entertainment. It really is. They have a person sitting up there, and they get people to come up and sing and mm-hmm. and all of that. You know, karaoke. Uh, the first thing I want to mention is in Japan, it's mm-hmm. a huge deal. My son, when he went to Japan, he went over there and they would go to a karaoke bar. But it's more like they have like 20 different rooms. You go in, in the room, there will be like 10 seats for you and your friends. And you pick out what songs you want to sing and they have the screen in front of you. And then you order all your food and drink. And he said, they, it's serious. You're supposed to go up there and they, everybody in the room takes a turn singing. And it's like... Okay, they're getting ready to do their performance. Everybody be quiet. <laughs> it's not a drunken, hey! Oh, it's not. No, they're you very remember, serious you in Japan. Well, there was a place out on Chapman Highway, Karaoke Cafe. You remember really? that? Really? Oh, yeah. no, I never went out there. You know, it, was a, it was a nice place, and, and uh, they did the they did the audio singing, and you could go record a record if you want to. But people, <laughs> it was fun. I went out there a few times. Yeah, my wife and I were down in uh, Mexico, past in, uh, south of Cancun. Staying at a resort, and then one night they had karaoke singing. We went in there, and I said, well, I'll do it if you'll do it. So we had to go over and pick out a song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Let's, I'm thinking, you know, I know music. I'll pick out an easy one. I did Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. Oh. So uh, I'm thinking, you know, uh, Otis Redding, uh-huh. Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. And then they say, and here's singing the Michael Bolton version of Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. And I look around going, I, I, Michael Bolton sang this thing? I didn't know that. So anyway, we sang that song, and we were, everybody was like staring at us going, like I thought we were that good, and it turned out they were 
we were that bad, actually, and they were, couldn't believe we were even doing that. So, You know what the top karaoke songs are? What? All right, here they are. I got the list. See how you got sound effects? I got them, too. Okay. Purple Rain. You want to sing that for no, us now? No, 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 no. Summer Nights no, from no, Greece. No, 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 no. You're not going to do that no, one? No. Sweet Caroline. Da, da, bum, bum, da, da, da. Bum. Margarita. Margaritaville. Don't Stop Believing Journey is big. Look, sitting on the dock of the bay there is in the go. top ten. Friends in low places. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah, and that I, that is that sounds like a drunken sing along song. Um, George Strait's "All My Exes Live in Texas." Now that's my song. <laughs> ring of Fire. I stepped into a ring, ring of fire. fire. And Jolene, Dolly Parton go. got a song yeah. in there. She wrote. So anyway, there you go. All right, where have we opened them all up, or we got more? That's it. No, no, you got another. No, one. I got another one. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm ripping them up here. Yeah. Zach from the UT campus. Ooh, over My there. parents demand that I go to college. I think I could learn computer graphics in a trade school setting. Did you do that to your kids? Whoa, he's all over us. I did. First of all, I didn't know we had any listeners over on the UT campus, so I'm impressed with that. <laughs> so, did you browbeat your kids to go to college? Let me tell you what I did. He's going to hate me for saying this, but I said, son, I was blessed to be able to pay for both of my children's college education. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I said, here's I've got this money set aside for you to go to college, but I would advise you to take that money and open your own business Mm -hmm. like a heat and air business or plumbing business or something like that. But he went to college, pretty expensive college, Mm -hmm. and now he's not using any of those things, but. Whatever you know, he could have been he could have been five years ahead of of doing that. And I would suggest that people, instead of going instead of going in debt with school loans, you're not going to get the return from that. You're not going to do it. College didn't have the return that that everybody thought it was going to. There's have. so many colleges. It's so competitive because you had to go to college. When I went to. In the 60s and early 70s, that was that was it. You had to go to college. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's true now. And here's the other thing. Parents are so affluent now. People are making more money than they ever made. And they probably did not go to college. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So they want what? They want, I want my kids Better to go to college. Better than what I That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I want my kids to The kids don't care. Yeah. They don't care. It would be better to let them go to Europe for a year and come back and get a job. I, I think uh, we have. I think a lot of this is a disservice to kids to tell them they have to go to college. And now, actually, you can go to your school for free. Yeah, you can go to your college, get all the business knowledge, head knowledge you need, yeah. maybe for that. I'm not saying it's bad, but if you if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, or whatever, yeah, you got to go through that stuff. Right. But well, that's their trade school. It's not the same anymore. No. Um, so no, no, no. Um, I, I, did I do that to my kids? I, 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 yes, I, I, I told my kids they need to go to college. Even my, my, my last, uh, child just got out of college because I wanted him to get out of college. I don't know. It's a thing with parents. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I was talking to Butch Hoffberg about this and he said, you know, he had that buy for less grocery store. Yeah. They had people in there that could not read or write. Mm. Now, what's the deal with that? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can go through the fact that you could get through school and not have to read or write is amazing. It's uh, totally amazing. Totally All right, amazing. we got to move along. This is the Ed and Bob Show. Ed's going to tell you what's coming up on our next show. All right, 
Are you being followed? What? No, not in the rearview mirror, but are you being followed electronically with mm. the things that you're doing? I am, and I want to talk about that. All right. All right, then. Let's see. Let's get along here to your complaints. You want to start? I will. What do you got? My complaint is about the city of Knoxville recode. <laughs> this is the most absolute unbelievable waste of time I have ever heard in my entire life. Now, that, does that set it right or what? Now, now Bob Ooh. may not agree with that. I'm not, I haven't talked to Bob about it, but this is what I think. This is my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I think this is absurd. Right now, you have 73,000 properties in Knoxville. 80% of these properties are residential. The remaining 20% are commercial. And they're owned by about 50,000 individuals. And Recode is going to go in there and just set your property value of whatever they whatever they want it to be. It's absolutely insane. And city council can't decide how to write it. So I took some took some of the things out of uh, Steve Hunley's article in the uh, newspaper. But I believe that has city council ever decided on that? I don't think no. they have, have they? I think they're going. I think they're trying to vote it, get it done before the end of the year when. This is, you know, council changes. Yeah, council may become more conservative if I get in there. That's right. Uh, city, I think the recode. This is going to wipe out the current Knoxville zoning code. That's been sixty years of case law protecting people's property rights. It's been going. It's not. It's working. Why would you change it, Bob? Why? I think you always need to change things to upgrade uh, how things are done. By the way, we've. We've improved uh, the properties, changed the community. People have moved around, things like that. However, I do think this is probably a five-year project that is trying to be done within a year. That's that's the thing that really concerns me. And I do not want to just shove it through because we're changing mayors or city council members. I think it, it needs to be a long, thought-out process that's done correctly. Don't 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 screw it up for the sake of hurrying it through. That would be my caution. There you go. So well, and I think that I think the general public needs to have more input to it, other than just reading about it in the newspapers. They, they don't have time to go to a city council meeting, I, and and it's they don't even understand what it is, and they're going to wake up one day. Well, that's true. Yeah. And it's going to happen, and they're going to say, "What have you done to my property?" I think a lot of people are apathetic. Yeah, I agree. They, they, oh, I, don't, I don't really follow that stuff. And then when you go down to do something and it's your property, and they go, wait a minute, what? I can't what? Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't do that? That's the only time they get a little panicked. All right, I got a complaint for you here, Ed. Okay. You remember when you were growing up and you were in class and the teacher would be talking about something and you had no clue what she was talking about? Yep. But you were terrified to raise your hand. You'll and say, if, uh, what about it, Ed? Yeah, and then you raise your hand and you, you, you say, I don't understand that. Why is so and so? Everybody in the class, what do they do? They, ha, ha, ha. they turn around, yeah, you what? what? They look mean? at you like you're an idiot. But in my, my lifetime of going to school, I think sometimes the fear of asking a supposed dumb question prevented me and others from learning. And I, you can't be afraid no to ask questions. questions. There are no dumb questions. No, but people don't feel that way. People think, oh, I, I will look dumb if I ask this question. When is, if you, you should never, I've learned you should never be afraid to ask questions. And sometimes I preface it with, hey, I'm sorry, guys. You may know the answer to this, but somehow I've missed this. 
why is blah 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 blah? Mm-hmm. And and nine times out of ten, most people look around going, yeah, yeah, I don't. Know. Mm-hmm. But they were afraid to ask it. Mm-hmm. Why do we do that to people? Or why do people do that to others about? You ask a question, oh, you're. Well, you know, I think in the classroom setting, the teacher will put the kid down because that, well, you're right because it reflects on their teaching ability. Boy, you may have hit the nail on the head. You really, but teachers should not do that. They should no, say they should encourage it. You're exactly right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that was my complaint. Here we go. All right, Ed, tell everybody how they can. Well, first uh, I want to tell you. I want to tell you how you can be part of this show. Ooh. We're going to let you name the studio. I like and it. And we'll mention it and talk about it four times during every one. It only costs forty dollars, and you can have two fifteen-second commercials in the show for twenty dollars a show. You can have thirty-second commercials in this show for twenty-five dollars. Mm. That's very inexpensive, Bob. It's a bargain, brother. That's cheaper than mail. <laughs> Far cheaper. <laughs> Holy smoke, are you kidding me? <laughs> All right, go to edbob.com in the comment section and say, I want to be on the air with Ed and Bob. Mm-hmm. And then you can, uh, you can do that or, uh, in, at edbob.com or go to Apple Podcast app or the TuneIn app, search Ed and Bob. Be sure to subscribe. You can go to Alexa in your Alexa skill settings. That's what I've done. Enable TuneIn and then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll ask you, what do you want to hear, Ed? Tell her exactly this, Ed and Bob Show. Ed and Bob Show. All right. If you want to comment, go to edandbob.com, comment section. Email us. We'd love to get emails. Edandbobyahoo.com. If you want to follow us, you can do that on Twitter, Ed and Bob Knox, Ed Bradley. Bob Thomas Knox. It's just that easy. Facebook, facebook.com slash Ed and Bob. Well, folks, you're going to be really upset after you listen to the next show because they're, you're not going to believe what people are doing to you electronically. They know more about you than you ever thought possible. <laughs> and every, I'm not talking about just a few. I'm talking about all of you people. That's you just true. wait. <laughs> And 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 sometimes we're going to talk about. I think your phone is listening to you when you don't think it's listening to you. Wow, it's a little, a little creepy. I got some instances you're not going to believe. We're going to talk about that next time. Hey Ed, that's it for this show. Okay, see you next time. Get out of here. And keep grinning If this is just the beginning My life is gonna be Beautiful life Sun shining up to spread It's just like the fella said Tell me 